got a fever. And the only prescription is more over the line. This. I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stunt. I have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. And Chuck Morrison. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? It's time to light them up. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. It's time. That sounds really fun. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbells. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, May 20th, 2017, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today, too dry or too moist? Which is better for your cigars? We're going to do a first-ever experiment live. And they laughed at us. They thought our look into the future and our rumor mill episode in 2015 was crazy, but one by one, they are coming true. Rafael Nodell from Aging Room, has become an executive for Altadis. We knew it two years ago, but did he? Rafael Nadal from Altadis joins us today on The Cigar Authority. You are ridiculous. That's all I'm going to say. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com, where you can set it and forget it. Forget about it. So uh, last week you weren't here. Last week I wasn't here. Best show of the best year. Show, best show of the year. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it. It was, yeah. it was okay. <laughs> it was just okay. You were at graduation. How was that? Uh, it was good. I got, a, I got a hand it to Southern New Hampshire uh, University. They opened and closed their ceremonies with not only a prayer, but ah. they had the national anthem for which everyone in attendance stood. They better. If you were wearing a hat, including the graduates, the hats came off and went over the heart. It was very patriotic, and I'm just glad that I sent my daughter to a private university and I didn't have to be aggravated right from the word go. But I understand they weren't too receptive to <coughs> your carry. Well, uh, <laughs> your so, gun uh, carry. I have. Uh, my mother-in-law is um, just got out of surgery, so I got to deliver her to the event center, the SNHU event center, formerly the Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester. So I drive her up to the door, I get her in the wheelchair, and I got to go find parking. So I end up parking almost two miles away, and I hike back to the, the center, and I go to walk in, and they have a metal detector. And I have on me... My uh, SIG, <laughs> handgun, and my knife, neither of which are allowed in the stadium, uh-huh. even though I am legally permitted. Not, not that you even need to be, but everything's legal. I'm not hiding anything. So I got to hike all the way back to my car, two miles, put everything away, lock it under lock and key. And then? And then I got an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this again. I got We're four not. miles in. So I Uber myself to the convention center, and then I Uber them out. And we didn't wait in any traffic. I paid the Uber guy a little extra 
to go left where everybody else went right. They're all trying to clamor to get to the highway. We drove the long way around Manchester, and we get to the car in about 12 minutes and on the highway, and we're at the restaurant 20 minutes before my wife and daughter are there because we had no traffic. It was great. All right, so today it's going to be too dry or too moist. We're going to ruin a couple of great cigars. We're going to smoke two cigars at the same time, one over moist with humidity. We're hovering at about 82% humidity. 82% humidity. It's too much. You want to be in the low 70s, I would say 70 ideal or less. Hmm. Um, And then we have a cigar too dry at? At uh, 41%. Now, the way that I evaluate whether or not, because I don't have one of those probe thingies that you stick in the front of the cigar to see what the humidity is. So (laughs) periodically, it took about 10 days to get this experiment set up. Periodically, I would pull the cigars out of their either too dry or too moist environment and then put them in a bag, seal it with a hygrometer, and let it sit there for a couple of hours and see what the relative humidity at that constant temperature of we're hovering around 65 degrees here in the store all the time, uh, 65 to 70 degrees. So get my reading and then watching the dry one drop slowly over days and days. And now it is averaging out at about 41%. All right. I'm going to give it a little squeeze next to the microphone because I heard a crunch. That sounds dry. It's a little dry. Whoop. You don't want to crack. I, <laughs> I actually split it a little on the side. Oh, careful. That wrapper's well, real Well, thankfully, brittle. last week on Cigar 101, <laughs> That's right. we learned how to fix the split. Right. We'll see what ends up happening. How's your arm feel, buddy? It's a Is little it okay? sore. I didn't break it yet, patting myself. Patting myself in the back, yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good so, job. So now we're going to go to the over-moist cigar. We'll take one of those, pass it. That's staying in the bag with the humidity, and this cigar is soft. I could squeeze this foot down. I'm going to do it. Actually, it has a little foot band on it, too, but right through the foot band and everything, I flatten the cigar. Boom. Yeah. So this is way too moist, um, you know, and you're guessing around 82. Well, that's what, the, that's what the hygrometer was reading when they were sitting in the bag for two hours oh, yeah. at room temperature. Okay, and you you kept us going for how long? To this over-humid? was ten days. Ten days to to bring it to over humidity. Ten days to bring it under humidity. So you buy a lot of people. They buy a box of cigars. They say it's in the box, so therefore it's going to stay fresh and good for a long period of time. And we say no, no, no. You need a humidor. You buy a gallon of milk. It's in the container. No, you got to put it in the refrigerator, right? That's right. right. So you you have put a mark on here. You put a black mark. I have a mark on the one that is over-humidified just so that when the, things are moving around from hand to hand, we yeah. don't forget which one is which. So what are we smoking, Barry? Uh, it's my favorite tongue twister in the industry. It's the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age Connecticut. The Perdomo Habano Perdomo Habano Barrel H Connecticut is available in three different wrappers. Today, as I've mentioned twice so far, we are lighting up the Connecticut. There's also a Sun Grown and Maduro. And the cigar features high-priming Cuban seed binders and fillers from Nicaragua. The Connecticut wrapper, grown in Ecuador, is aged for six years before it is placed inside a bourbon barrel for six additional months of aging. The fillers and binders features aged tobacco, including a four-year aged Seco from Condega, five-year aged Viso from Jalapa, and six-year aged Lajero from Esteli. Later on in the show, this will be part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, but hopefully yours are properly humidified. Yes, they are. Now, one thing I learned, we had uh, George Padron up two, three years ago for an event, and he said he brings people into the factory and they smell the tobacco, and he brings them into the room where the tobacco is not fermented yet. It's just going through its early stages, and he says, smell that. And they smell, and they go, oh, my God, this is amazing. It smells like honey. Okay. And he says... 
that this is what the uneducated nose is going to smell and say, okay, this is probably going to be amazing. So then he roll, has the guy roll a, a little spliff out of it and says, all right, smoke it. Very ammoniated. Hmm. Now, if you smell the overhumidified one, it smells like honey, like the fermentation it does mm-hmm. kicked back up again, yep. which is a bad thing wow. right off the bat. They smell totally different. Yes. The two cigars. And this and is just regular barnyard. How about this? Look at the ring gauge of both of these things. Yep. Yeah. The overhumidified one is a larger ring gauge. Yes, it is. Wow. Like that wrapper's ready. I'm nervous about lighting that. That wrapper's going to pop. Wow. It, is a, it, it probably amazing. went up two ring gauge spots, I bet. I'm already starting to see cracks on mine, on the overhumidified one. This and experiment I'm, could go up in flames. I don't know about you, but the underhumidified one, when you remove the foot band, took a little piece of the wrapper. It did on mine, yeah, too. Yeah, mine, yep. too. Yep. And not, and not on the humidified one, one right? Yeah. It didn't. Same I'm a, thing. I'm a Isn't professional, so I, mine are perfect in that way. No, you're going to see who's uh, mine. That one's yours. It's got the piece of Piece on, on yeah. All right, so hate to ruin these, but we know that they they come to us in perfect condition. We Correct. keep them in perfect condition. So we know the cigar well, so that's the one to experiment with. We're actually, in the next hour, going to smoke same the same cigar, cigar but in absolutely perfect condition. Perfect. But we're not going to do three at once. We're going to do two at once because that's enough. Right? Have you ever done two at once before? We've done like eight at once. Do you once. even know who you're talking to? <laughs> It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting has been brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So we're going to have Rafael Nadell on the show in a little while. And uh, do you know who got him started in the cigar business? Uh, would that be you? Nick Perdomo. Oh, Normal. Maybe he'll mention that. Uh, we'll cut up, cut both of them. I'm going to try to cut them as equally the mm-hmm. same as possible. And you were able to see the difference when you were cutting them. There was a little bit of the yep. the bunching with the moist one, yep. yeah, and a little bit of crinkly one, one with made, the dry. One made a mess, which yeah. is the dry one, and yeah. the soft one it was like cutting through butter, right? Yes. Oh my God! It's like pulling in honey on the on the on the over moist one. The over-moist one seems tight. It does. Mm-hmm. And the other, and, and the, the other under-humidified is, is drawn draw. like a straw. Yeah. Right? So we're going to need a, a big bad boy to light this with. And I've never seen this one before. Have we ever done this one on we the show We have not before? done this one. This one's a new lighter coming to us from the folks at this, Vertigo. This is the high-end one, it looks like. This is the Vertigo Stealth. Almost like a pocket And it doesn't paint. really look stealth. Well, no, here's not. the thing. I think the reason why they call it stealth is you can't hear it flying through the air when you throw it at someone. You know, you can really surprise yeah. them because it's like holding a brick in your hand, half a brick. You got three jets. You got a double action on it. You do have the patented Vertigo big ass tank. I would say that I'm going to create a new category. This is the patented Vertigo double wide mm. tank because the whole insides of this is tank powering those three jets. This is a tweener. This is uh, not quite a table lighter. No, Bar- Barry big- can fit this in his coin pocket. I've seen him do it. I was just happy to see you. Yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> so twenty nine ninety nine for the Vertigo Stealth. That's insane. Twenty nine dollars. That's, Full a, diff- metal that's jacket. a different commercial. Yeah, not yeah. insane. It's, it's impressive. It's impressive. That's the other guy. Trademark infringement right there. <laughs> So I got the um, the dry one yep. lit up. 
The, the dry one's probably going to keep burning on its own there. I don't have to worry about that one. On the light, for me, the dry one was a little bit rougher on the back of the throat. Giggity. Where the other one kind of lacked that spice. It was sweeter. But it almost felt moister. I'm dealing with the opposite. Very aggressive on the overhumidified one right off the bat, right in the front. And the underhumidified one is really, it's not bad, a little muted on the flavors. More vegetable quality. The drier one is muted? The drier one, the flavors are a little more muted. I agree. Where the overhumidified one is pungent, really aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's presenting more like it's uh, high-priming Honduran tobacco, which tends to present on the palate as uh, aggressive or bitey. Now, the one without the stripe is the moist one. <laughs> yes. yes. No. No. The stripe, the stripe is, moist. is moist. The stripe yeah. is moist. Okay. It's the biggest cigar. It's, it's pretty, without even, uh, if it had no band on it, I can tell which one's which. Yeah. Sharp. I've never done this before. Sharp, sharp, cinnamon. Bless, uh, Bless you. Thank just you. kind of raw cinnamon taste on the overhumidified one. And what about the uh, tough pull, tough draw? On the moist one. Not, not that the drawer is tough. As, I, as I'm drawing in, I'm, it's like I've got to keep going to get more to keep smoke. It. I feel like I'm struggling to keep yeah. the overhumidified one lit. The pull is very easy on the underhumidified, the dry one. Yeah. I'm actually going, I'm having the opposite, by the way. I have a better draw on the overhumidified one. I don't. No, yeah, I definitely don't. Dramatically like, different. Yeah, it's like a straw. Mine's How come you V-cut? Slightly better. You V-cut. Yeah, you messed up. Why'd you do that? I've been V-cutting for eight weeks. You should stop. You should stop immediately. Yeah. I highly recommend Do you want me to mute his mic for the rest of the show? Yeah, please, please do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> you offended Dave. Yeah, I'm very offended. <laughs> very interesting. So Mike Douglas is the only white man to make me moist. What movie? That is The uh, Nutty Professor. It is, The Nutty Professor. <laughs> you just have to guess any Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> <laughs> or City Slickers. Those are the... Uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy or City Slickers. Really sting in the back of my throat on the overhumidified one. And the smoke is killing me coming off of it. I can't wait to smoke the correctly humidified because I got actually a problem with both. Yeah. An overhumidified cigar cracks because it's overhumidified. But I squeezed the cigar a little to get a crunch. Mm. So I actually got, you got a little fissure there. Yeah. The underhumidified, the wrapper is going to be less supple. Because it doesn't have the moisture to keep. The, right. ra- the wrapper is going to be the first thing that dries out or humidifies in a cigar. You know, my, my thought process was the dry cigar was going to be perfect. There wasn't going to be any problem with mm-hmm. it. This is my conclusion before doing it. And the overhumidified was going to be a big problem. The o- overhumidified is a big problem. It, it's bitey. It's aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm not liking it. But I'm not liking the underhumidified either. Yeah, I mean, I feel I like a problem I'm Goldilocks right now, and I'm, I'm in Mama Bear, and I'm in Papa Bear, and it's, it's just not getting it done for me. <laughs> not the I need, first time he's been in Papa Bear either. I need uh, 
Now, <laughs> when we're I missed you. <laughs> when we're in the factories going through blends and stuff, they tend to be overhumidified automatically because temperature. You, they just rolled a cigar; it's overhumidified, and you're tasting a blend. And they say to us after that the cigar is going to come calm down later. Right. And that's because the humidity is going to leave, and it's going to take this. And you learn to get past that bite. Yeah, yeah. But this is a di- this is an altogether different experience. This cigar, the tobacco has already been aged. The cigar has already been aged. It's already been brought to the proper humidity. Now, and and now we're ruining it. Then we ruined it. Is really what we did. We With, took uh, two perfectly good cigars and made them bad. Actually, uh, two, four, six, eight. <laughs> <laughs> we ruined each. It. Yes, two each. So I did, uh, I did a little research on humidity. Since the dawn of cigars, man has been on a mission hunting for two things. The greatest cigar he ever smoked and a way to store them so he can have the most cigars to choose from at any given moment. In 1940s, the desktop humidor was invented by Zeno Davidoff. And since then, humidity has been given a bad rap. Forgive the pun. Temperature is most likely the culprit. And this is where I uh, I did an experiment that I'll get to in a moment. Temperature is by far the most overlooked and most important part of caring for your cigars. Humidity is what everyone thinks they are managing when they add more water to the humidification device affixed to the uh, lid of their humidor. Relative humidity is really what we're talking about. And relative humidity is a percentage of moisture that is present at a given temperature. The percentage is based on how close to the air is being saturated that it is at that temperature. 70% relative humidity means that the air effectively is a 70% full of moisture. Correct. It can hold 30% more. Higher temperatures can absorb more moisture, and lower temperatures get saturated quickly. And then you hit what's called dew point. I got a question. Let me just wrap this piece up, and then I can pause. Dew point is the temperature at which cooling air will begin to lose its water through condensation. Most common is, uh, in spring and fall in yeah. travel humidors when they're left outside in your car. You've got warm days and cool nights, and you drop down below that dew point. So if you get your humidor up to 100% relative humidity, will it begin to rain? <laughs> yes, it would. Oh, yeah. It would rain. At 100%, yes, you are, you are filled. But what you need to do at that point to really get rain is you'd have to drop your temperature down one degree okay. from where it is. And it will, the water will leach out of the air and collect on the lid of your humidor, and then you'll get droplets. And, and why you're saying a travel humidor is because it's airtight. Airtight and yeah. typically a plastic body. Yeah. Now, there's different thought processes about uh, seasoning humidors. I myself, <coughs> this is killing me, I myself am not a fan of wiping the inside of my humidor down anymore because after doing this research, when you put that moisture in the wood, the wood can no longer act as uh, an absorber for the extra moisture in the air. Your house fluctuates 10 to 15 degrees during the day. The sun's beating down on it, coming through the windows. Even if you have the AC on, you're going to have a higher temperature than at night with that same AC running because it's not going to be having to keep up with the sun. So if you imagine a syringe, and that's the best example, at a higher temperature, if you have the syringe upside down with a shot of water in it, at a higher temperature, you're basically in the air pulling that syringe wide open and having more air than water. When you drop the temperature, you're closing the syringe, and now your percentage changes, right? So you end up with the same amount of water, but you have less air space to be dealing with. 
and that's what's happening in the room with your humidor. So the experiment that I did was uh, this week has been a crazy week temperature-wise. We went from 40 degrees to 90 degrees in three short days, and that switchover happened. My wife didn't turn on the air conditioner, so my house went from a cool 70 degrees up to 80 degrees. And looking at my digital hygrometer, I was at 65%, and when I was at 80 degrees, it dropped down to 50%, 58%. So my room was warmer, the box was warmer, there's more room, more airspace to be able to absorb that moisture, and I end up with a lower hygrometer reading. 80 is obviously way too hot for me to get any sleep, so I kicked the AC back on, brought the temperature back down to 70, Mm -hmm. and magically my humidor returned to 65%. Mm I didn't add water. I didn't do anything. So this is something to consider when you're looking at your hygrometer. (coughs) Let's say you're having a really cold night and you kick on the wood stove and you bring the temperature of your house up to 80 degrees, your hygrometer is going to tank. You still have moisture content in your cigars. And this is probably the most important thing about storing cigars is having a lot of them. Because if you have your humidor more than 50% filled, you can rely on the moisture content in the tobacco which just doesn't want to leave. It'll leave the wrapper pr- pretty easily, but if you've got your cigars in cellophane like you should, you've got an, an additional buffer. The cigars themselves aren't going to suffer over a 24-hour period of having the moisture lower because of the temperature. So you want to really consider temperature more than humidity because they're relative. Am I boring you? No, it's pretty interesting. And, you know, what you're saying is that temperature... Is everything. Yeah. It's everything. Because I went from I went from 65, which I, I like mine a little drier than that. I like, I, I like an average of 62%. 65 I can deal with. It's a couple of points, right? But going down to 58%, if I maintain 58% for too long, eventually I'm going to wick that moisture out. It's going to take weeks and weeks for only a few, degree, a few percentage points to wick out. So the good news is that there's, there are ways to keep your cigars safe so that you don't have to stress about how you're keeping them. And here's some helpful hints. Own a digital hygrometer. Do not rely on an analog hygrometer. They are inaccurate. They can be off by 10 points. Right. Uh, the digital ones are much more accurate. They will give you advance notice before you have a problem. And um, I'll give somebody a plug here. Uh, Zycar makes one that has a, um, a slave unit. So that unit can be in the humidor, and you can have your display sitting on top of the humidor or mounted to the wall. They're 80 bucks. And you're all set. You can just walk by and you can know, and it'll hold up to three units. So you can have three different humidors going at different uh, humidities. Without opening it up and letting the humidity yeah, out correct. or whatever. Uh, you don't want to actually let the humidity in either. Right. You, know, you want to maintain what's going on in there. Use a system that utilizes either crystals or beads that runs on PG solution. The crystals and the PG solution will give you an additional buffer. The humidity jumps big time they will absorb a little bit of the moisture out of the air, giving you that buffer that you need. Uh, PG solution is a mixture of 50-50 mix of distilled water and propylene glycol, and it will not evaporate over 70%. In fact, it boils at uh, 371 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's much, much different than water, and the two mix together. Water takes on a little bit of the propylene glycol properties. Um, Store your desktop humidor in a location that doesn't fluctuate too much in temperature, a couple of degrees is okay, and uh, keep your desktop humidor, as I said, at least 50% filled. If you don't have enough cigars, fill up a Ziploc bag with air, 
and take up that airspace. There we go. That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? Right now, there's uh, a lot of talk about basketball right now because the finals are going on. we got the, the Celtics in it, so uh, I thought this matchup might be interesting. Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. Um, in their prime. In their prime, Barry Stein, i got to go to you first. I'm going to go with Larry Bird. Um, Larry Bird was able to do it all. Um, the, you know, the king of the three-pointer, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I'll go Larry Bird all day, every day. Because I was looking at the Celtics and the Lakers as far as championships. One, mm-hmm. it's actually a tie with both of them, although they're just team players. Yeah. The, uh, thing, the thing with Larry Bird is he didn't have the big man that Magic Johnson did with, uh, was it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Was, didn't they play together for a little bit? So Bird did more with less where Magic, to me, always had the surrounding cast. Yeah. See, I'm going to go with, and I don't want to just disagree with you, although I do like disagreeing with you. (laughs) I'm going to say Magic for two reasons. Number one, his name was Magic for a reason. He did an awful lot. But he was the team leader. That was the first time in my life watching a basketball player inside the game, coaching his team up and bringing everybody around him to a new level. you got players like Bird and Michael Jordan that could they could take – the entire team on their shoulders and do it themselves but that's not real basketball that became kind of showmanship you watched for one person if you're looking to watch for a team you've got magic johnson leading that team down the court and and leading the charge which plays into why i think bird because he did it himself he didn't have that cast yeah we're talking about the person itself not the team Chuck Morrison. So extremely biased. So I'm going to say Bird, but I just had a chance while you guys were answering your questions to do a little research. And Larry Bird uh, has won three championships in his career compared to five to Magic Johnson. So perhaps the unbiased answer might be Magic Johnson if you're going off championships. I got five and five here. Do you have five and five? Yeah, Celtics, 74, 76, that's, 81, 84, 86. That's teams. We're talking about the individual players. Some of the individual players. Yeah, Bird wasn't playing in 74 again, I don't think. No. He won three NBA championships. No, Bird was. Um, Magic didn't start till 80. Yeah. I don't know. According to my research, Larry Bird won three NBA championships in his career with the Celtics. Magic Johnson won five. With the Lakers. So you're taking, but you're taking Bird. But I'm taking Bird because I'm biased. Because I'm biased. Because it's Larry Bird, man. The real answer is Magic. But but if if you're going off championships, you could make the very valuable argument that that Magic Johnson technically is better because he has more rings, right? Um, But being biased, Larry Bird, I've watched him his whole career. Yeah. You know, he was just, he was clutch. He was clutch. Right. When you need the three point at the end, that's the guy that went to him all the time. Absolutely. Here it goes. Ah. All right. What do you got, Dave? Larry Bird. Nice. Larry Bird. Only because I knew more of him, and that's when I watched it. And I, I don't even watch it now. They're, they're doing brutally bad right now, right? Oh, well, yeah, they're Awful. down two games to and none. And the two games they lost were, like, by 100 points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <yesterday laughs> Not quite 100, but that's it. Down by 50 so that, that is the uh, versus segment of this. So uh, before we bring Rafael Nadell on, it was uh, – we had talked about it. We, we A couple of different shows. We did a show – called uh, Look Into the Future, which was uh, last year. And then two years ago, we did one called The Rumor Mill. So I went back to The Rumor Mill just to see what was said during that episode. And, Chuck, you have a little segment there on it? We do. So this is about less than a minute long. Give a listen to it, and here's what I said. Okay. Um, 
I'm up. Uh, I'm going to go with with the success of Aging Room and Rafael Nadal uh, making the Romeo for Altadas. That Raphael sells out to Altadas and becomes a spokesman, an executive for Altadas. Can you imagine? He's going to close it up and he's going to go there. Why else would he do such a thing? Why would they do it with him? Something's up. That's what I'm going That's your with. theory. How do you like that? That, that was 2015. All right, two years ago. Looks like we have a new uh, person who could potentially injure themselves. With the <laughs> no, but seriously, there, the there it is. It wasn't difficult to find. I didn't spend a long time on that because we took our turns. <clears throat> what do you think the first play is going to end up being? And of, of all people, it's Rafael Nadell. And there's reasons for it. There was uh, – he did the, uh, the cigar for Altadas, yep. the Romeo and Juliet. Why would he do such a thing? Why would he attach his name? If they, if they change Romeo and Juliet to Raphael and Juliet, then there you got something. But uh, it was for Romeo and Juliet. We, we've seen this with a lot of people, and this will get to, uh, after the trade show, maybe we'll do another show of things that happen. But you just see things that are happening, and it was pretty obvious that that was, to me, two years ago, um, that was going to be the play. But um, we'll talk to Raphael, and we'll see. Uh, did I have anything to do with it? Did I make, did all of a sudden they listened to the show and they said, hey, that's actually a good idea? Or was it already in the works? Or, um, it's interesting. And I saw what they saw and they were already on it. What was going on? And, um, you know, we're being laughed at in the industry when we do these um, rumor mills types things. Or what do we think that's going to happen? Because it, it's obscure. Well, you know? that's about to change. Yeah. <laughs> Be- because we called it with Nat Sherman going to, Al- to Altria. To Philip Morris was going to get into the cigar business. And it's gonna- that isn't going to happen. Boom. That happens. R- Rafael Nedell goes over to Alt- uh, Alt- Altidus. Boom. There's the next one. And there's been little ones in between, and there's more to come. Are these publicly traded companies? Because this is key information. Right. I mean, yeah. And yes, they are. All right. Yes, they I'm going to pay more attention to you, Yeah, Dave. right. <laughs> it's going to seem like insider trading. Yes, they are. And do I have stock in the company? Yes, I do. And I think it was a genius idea for Altadas, actually. Yeah. And I hope it was good for Raphael, and we'll find out that, too. So uh, here's a side-by-side comparison. So... Uh, Let's have another puff and, and see what's going on. Am I the only one picking up an inordinate amount of salt on the overhumidified cigar? Very salty. Yeah, no, I'm getting the saltiness. Um, it seems to be burning darker, the ash, on the overhumidified. Yeah, mine is too. I've got to say, to Nick Perdomo's credit, I mean, the, I the, thought for sure the wrappers were going to burst. Neither of them did. So you're talking about uh, 20, my, 20 points. Mine because I cause squeezed, it, squeezed it. But, but I, I t- tied it up like Barry taught me how to do it, gave a little burn mark on it, and it's all fixed. And so you're looking at uh, 10 to 20% swing in humidity over and above or under and below mm-hmm. what is normal. And the cigar itself, as a cigar, putting flavor aside, is performing wonderfully. But does, I believe there's a reason you want your cigars from 65 to 70% humidity because they taste better mm-hmm. yeah. because there is a bitter quality to both, stronger with the uh, over-humidified. Uh, very interesting, you said before the drawer, and it was sweet, and it tasted like it was going to be good. Right. And then right away. Aggressive. The, yeah. yeah. 
right away with the old and, and really two muted on the other one. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to, I've had to do a couple of extra puffs on the underhumidified one to see if I can pull any flavors out, but the flavors coming off the overhumidified are so strong, tough to pull out anything on the underhumidified I one. I agree. The, the underhumidified one seems uh, a lot almost tasteless yeah. of, of some of those subtle tastes that I know the cigar well that, that seem to be missing. And the overhumidified one is a bitter. And maybe it's a mental thing, but I'm also feeling like it is drying my palate out on the underhumidified one. Yes. As on I other, smoke yeah. it, yep. just no moisture content in my mouth. Yep. I go to the other one, and all of a sudden that aggression kicks up, and I'm able to Look get the amount of smoke saliva. that comes out of the overhumidified one, Crazy. too. Crazy. You would think the dry one would burn. And the soot line you got going on on the, yep. on the moist one. Big soot line. I'm yeah. the same way. So, uh, sorry, Nick, we're ruining two of your cigars, but we're going to make up for it in the next hour. We're going to smoke it perfect. Uh, it's time to go to break. When we come back, I called it back in 2015. You heard me. Rafael Nodell from Aging Room moves over to Altidus, USA. Did I get them thinking, or was it already a work in progress? We'll get that information right from the horse's mouth. Rafael Nodell from Altadas joins us when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. 
Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Armand Asante, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studio. You're listening to the Cigar Authority now in our eighth year, the 2016 Ambassadors of Cigars, according to Cigar Journal. Joining us is a friend of the show, or friends of the show, and the friends of the industry. Today, playing a different role, and we're going to find out about that. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority, Rafael Nodell and Hank Bischoff, your partner, or what was your partner, or we'll find all this out. Can you guys hear us? Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, we can hear you. Very good. Very good. Okay. When we, go, when we go do these things, we worry about technical difficulties, but it worked out good. So we're good. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. It's uh, a lot of work, especially in the last few weeks, but uh, we're doing tremendously well. Thank you. Thank you. We're doing great. And thank you for having us at the show today. I really appreciate it. Well, and, and, and Hank, for those that don't know, Hank Bischoff is your partner in... Uh, in crime. In crime at, <laughs> at, at Aging Room. Absolutely, and, and it's one of the reasons that uh, I am in the cigar industry. Uh, everything started when Hank, one day, we were working together in healthcare, and uh, I didn't smoke cigars at the time, and Hank, you know, thought that every Cuban... Uh, knew how to roll cigars, and every Cuban knew how to uh, make cigars. Isn't that true? So, 
Yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, he actually took me to a place that he bought his regular cigars. And that was uh, Nick Perdomo's place back, uh, back how long ago, Hank? Oof, that had to be 98. Right. 1998, more or less. And it, Nick, Nick was still down on Flagler. On Flagler Street, down in uh, Little Havana. And uh, that, I got to smoke my first cigar and bought my first cigar, box of cigar from Nick. Yeah. 19 years ago. Okay, so that's so he, he's to blame, or uh, Hank's to blame, or somebody's to blame, or to... Hank to, and Nick, both are to blame. <laughs> <laughs> so so I know you, you've struggled, uh, Raphael, through through uh, some tough times early on, and then all of a sudden getting uh, the number one cigar uh, in the free world, as we like to call it, uh, by Cigar Aficionado, and lots of accolades, and uh, aging rumors what, what brought that up. Um, so things were going good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we haven't actually, one of the things that we're waiting for is, uh, uh, Hank was just mentioning today, one of the things we're waiting is the number one cigar, cigar authority. We have been in the finals a couple of times, but we're waiting, so we're still we're still waiting. Yeah. So the yeah, fi- I heard you, the finals I heard is. Predic- I heard your predictions earlier, and ha- what a good record you have. So I got two questions for you. Yeah. Number one, when is an aging room going to win Cigar of the Year with Cigar Authority? And number two, do you have the Powerball numbers for tonight? <laughs> I do. I do not. So, which which takes us to, and I don't know if you caught earlier um, the audio of me two two years ago saying that. Um, Altadis was taking aging room. Yeah, no, we absolutely heard that. All right, and that's what he was talking about. That was he was just talking about. Yes. Okay. Yes, so you you heard it, and um, I don't know. I, I saw that 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 looked like the play to me. One of the things was the Romeo and Juliet. Um, you know, why would you do such a thing? So I don't know if you can tell me. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Maybe you can say or you well, can't say. Well, absolutely, and we can talk, and everything is open, and, you know, we, we're friends, and, uh, and we like to discuss whatever you need to, to ask us. So I think, uh, I think one, if I could just jump in there, I think one of the things, and Rafael will get into more detail, but I think one of the things that, that kind of spurred us to do that is nobody had done it. Right. Uh, right, and and you know we we, we were able to dream hide, uh, and uh, it, it wasn't. As a matter of fact, when that collaboration happened, nothing else was on the plans. The idea was to collaborate two companies, and and I really thought uh, uh, that was the only thing. So maybe they heard you. Uh, yeah. They heard you back in two thousand and fifteen. So thank you very much. Oh, thank. You. All right. So so both of you guys are happy right now that of this we, move. We are. Okay. We are. Because, you know, the thing is, uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking, communicating with Barry before the show, and, and before this, we were just cleaning, uh, pressure cleaning the, <laughs> the outside of, uh, of our building. And, and we came really early, and we, we, we had these things, and uh, uh, we changed uh, to, to the show. Listen, having a small business is, uh, has a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of reward, rewards, but it also has uh, a lot of uh, challenges. And... Uh, you know, and uh, our journey has been a long journey, but for sure, uh, uh, this is something that, that we are extremely proud of our partners, Hochi, um, obviously my wife, Hank, and my wife and I started together, and then we joined, um, uh, Hochi joined us and believed on us and gave us an amazing opportunity, and that's when the first swag came out, the aging room idea came out, so uh, things definitely start rolling. And after that, so we owe him a lot, and uh, without him, nothing like this were. So throughout the journey, we had a lot of people that believe in us, and we're happy about that. 
I remember talking to you, Raphael. Uh, it was probably your eighth year in the business. We, we were in my office, and things were tough for you. And uh, you you were struggling a bit, and uh, you said, uh, you know, even personal issues, everything's going on because of the cigar industry. What have you done? Uh, you taught me how to make a million dollars in right. the cigar industry, and that was by spending two. And uh, not not a good uh, good business practice to lose a million dollars. But you right. lo- you love the industry. You wanted to stay in, and I said, oh, in two more years, you're going to pop. Because it takes 10 years in this industry to become an overnight success. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I remember that very well. And except it took us even longer than 10 years because, <laughs> you know, I'm a slow learner. Yeah. What can I say? But uh, I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, you know, you, you love to see the small guy end up uh, going in the direction that you're saying. And as a small company like myself, you have to be the, uh, you know, the bottle washer, the, the, the guy that cleans the side of the building. You have to be in charge of the salespeople. Dealing with the, with the blends, you have to go visit the retailers and do everything you got to do. And, uh, you know, just a couple of guys to try to do all those things. It, it's, as you try to grow, it becomes impossible to be able to do everything. It's, yeah, you're right. Uh, it is a difficult thing. And, you know, Hank and I and my wife and, and uh, Hochi, we've really gone through, through a lot. And, uh, uh, but again, it's rewarding now because I think uh, the way we're doing it with the distribution, we can still control uh, the brands. Uh, Hochi controls the production. Most of the production, we, we still produce cigars in AJ Fernandez and Placencia, but the bulk, uh, by far, the majority of our cigars do come from Hochi. And uh, so this is a good, great partnership. And the way that we have done it, I think we're extremely proud. We like to do things differently. We learn a lot from other, uh, other mergers uh, and other situations in the marketplace before. So we like to do it. Uh, and we took our time to do it right. Uh, we have an unbelievable chemistry with the people from Altadis. Uh, we have created a friendship. And, you know, although... That uh, that work that we did together with the Romeo and Juliet wasn't the idea of, of doing anything more than that, but it did allow us to know to get to know each other, see our work, our work uh, habits, our, our dedication to to the to the cigars, and I think it's a win-win for them as they have mentioned and and to us. So this is strategic partnership. I think is a is a very important one. And if so, you look at and if you look at how that was kind of rolled out, the, the Romeo Aging Room was done uh, obviously with the Romeo name, but it was done in Tobacco Palma with Hochi with, with his tobacco. Yeah. So we didn't use Altadis's tobacco. We didn't use their factory. It was our tobacco, our production, which we sold to them and, and was co-branded. And so when you look at now the, uh, the, the distribution agreement that we just entered with them, um, it's basically it's the same thing. Our cigars are not going to change. It's going to be the same tobaccos rolled in the same factory by the same hands, and it's going to be sold to them and then distrib- distributed by them. So and, the, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead so the, uh, the band is not breaking up is what you're saying. You guys are going to no, continue no, being the pen and teller of the cigar business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the band, yeah, you're right. The band is, I mean, listen, being a musician and having everything with a musical term, I think this is very appropriate that you mention it like that. Absolutely, Jonathan. But one of the things is that uh, uh, one of the things that, that we also are very proud of is that we're going to be able to work, and I'm going to be able to work personally. I started with Altadis, uh, not only with our brands, and uh, but also working with uh, quality 
uh, of their products, uh, creation, innovation of, uh, of their products. And they have an amazing infrastructure being a, a global company and uh, uh, unbelievable inventory of tobacco, unbelievable uh, infrastructure. So uh, we are extremely happy that that is such a big company. And again, listen, only in America this happens, okay? So you, you have a smaller company possible uh, uh, and, and, and uh, now being able to work for one of the, the, the icon, uh, uh, iconic uh, brands and company in the United States. So yeah, I mean, only in America. What can I tell you? Rafael, is that a new Rolex you're wearing? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I do have one, by the way. I'm not like Nick Perdomo, my neighbor that has a lot of watches. I do have one, but remember, we were a pressure cleaning outside. And, right. and we oh, so it's here. away right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we smell. Guys, if you want proof that we were really working, look at my shorts. Look at a hang. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Got all Keep those on. Yeah. Same thing here. Nice. <laughs> So I, I, I do think it's a very interesting play. That's why I brought it up uh, a couple of years ago. Um, you Now they have a face for a brand and somebody to go around with. And I think you're, you're going to, uh, both of you are going to add a lot to the Altatus portfolio. And I'm so happy to hear that. And I know that the the people that love your cigars, you know, when something changes, being in retail, I, I usually hear it from the consumer that they say, right. yeah, the cigar changed, you know, because somebody else is distributing it or whatever's going on, something changed. Uh, but it's good to hear that, uh, and everybody should hear it loud and clear, that the brand is not going to change. It's the same cigars exactly. produced by the same people. And now you, you're going to get better distribution because you're going to have a team of, uh, their team of uh, aggressive salespeople that are going to get placement, maybe places you, you didn't get it before, and, and they, you know, rising uh, tides raise all ships, so uh, both years are going to go up. Uh, I, I think it was a, a, a great play. What, what yeah. it, go ahead. Go ahead, John. What it, what it sounds like is the initial run of you guys doing that Romeo was, I'd actually like you guys to comment on, was that a marketing ploy where you were going to get some juice from the most well-known brand possibly in the world to well, attach your name to? And did that give you a bump as far as recognizability across the country? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, that was a dream. Uh, it's something that I dream of. Uh, I mentioned it to many of my friends in the industry, and they said, all right, good luck. Because, But I'm a dreamer. What can I say? And listen, uh, there are iconic brands in the market, and uh, at Romeo, Aging Room, I mean, it's, Aging Room is a very small brand, but Romeo, uh, is, is, uh, it was their new, their new line from the Romeo and Juliet, and they did it stronger. And I fell in love, actually, uh, with the Romeo Red when it first came out, and I really enjoyed that cigar a lot. And I thought, and I started dreaming, what if I can do something like this, an extension with my brand and, and, and Romeo? And uh, again, it was a dream. I, I approached them. And to their credit, they allowed me to own the project, design it, uh, name the the, bar, the sizes just like the musical terms that I use, um, do the whole design. And then we designed the blend specifically for their market. So we wanted to, I did not want to do something very, very strong, like in the AG room in some of the other projects. I wanted to do something that the Romeo uh, and Juliet a consumer uh, step it up a little bit with more flavors and aroma and complexity, but it still was within the Rome, uh, Romeo uh, 
uh, family of flavors, and I think that was successful. And I'll tell you, they they allowed me to own that project. And, and that was that was amazing. That was an, a unique opportunity. Is there any truth to the rumor that Romeo and Julieta as a name brand is going to eventually be phased out in, in favor of the Raphael and Hank? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I, at least the Julieta and Raphael. Uh, and maybe, maybe, maybe. It, it, so you contacted them to, yes. ask, to ask that. That's very, very interesting. So I think you actually uh, got the ball rolling. You got the ball rolling, and and what happened is uh, not from you sitting down and, and wishing and hoping, but actually making a step forward and, and, and guiding this direction well, to happen. Well, that's been the story of my life. You know, you dream big, you try. <laughs> sometimes you fail. Sometimes, just like in the cigar, it takes longer than you thought. Uh, I, I, I have so much respect to my fellow uh, distributors and manufacturers and people like you in the cigar industry because this is one tough business. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we make it look easy, you know, traveling all over the place, but when it gets uh, 10 o'clock at night, you're in the middle of nowhere, uh, sleeping <laughs> in one of the worst hotels and uh, with hungry and eating a pizza uh, at midnight, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. Your family, you don't see them. Uh, the money situation is hard. Uh, working 24 hours, but hey, uh, it's rewarding actually at the end because you get people to smoke our cigars and 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 critics like you, uh, smokers and lovers like you, cigars, you know, get to to enjoy. So that's fantastic. So what is your role going to be? Are you going to be on the road? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, yes, the new position have different uh, uh, components. One is uh, the the main one is work on the quality of the. Alta, these uh, premium cigars, um, um, they have three strategic plan, uh, brands, which are Romeo and Juliet, uh, Asher Human, and, um, and, and Monte Cristo. So now the fourth uh, strategic plan, uh, line will be Aging Room. So I will be working uh, together with the manufacturers, the growers, their uh, leaf department uh, to work uh, in, the, in, the, in the quality of the product and the innovation of the new products. But innovation taking it right from the beginning like we do when we, we work in our in our own blends, uh, knowing the farms, knowing the, the, the tobacco, how the tobacco is, is working, and then develop the product uh, based, based on that. So that's one component. The second is working in communication with their trade partners uh, like you and many other stores and, uh, and, uh, and also the media in that so it's a very complex uh, 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 position and something that is a challenge of course uh, Hank and I come from a corporate world uh, before we started on this uh, path and journey of our cigars so uh, uh, we, we're looking forward to working with a tremendous amount of uh, people both on the factories in, in and their own factories and they also as you know they produce cigars in some third-party factories like Placencia, AJ and some others and so we're going to be coordinated. Oh, yeah, he just faded out a little bit there. Are you still there, are Raphael? You yeah, you are. Yeah, go. gotcha. Okay. So, Raphael, it sounds like a company that has relied on its brands being the cigar liberties. You got Romeo, you got Monte Cristo, you got H. Upman. Those brands themselves, being so iconic, have never really had a cigar liberties face attached to it. And now you come along with Hank, and it sounds like you're going to be. For lack of better phrasing, you're going to be the cigar liberty. You're going to be the face of these brands across the country in addition to 
your other responsibilities in quality control. Is that is that correct? Uh, that that is part of my job for for sure. And um, of course, there's a lot of learning that, the time that that it will take me. And I think we integrate uh, uh, all of all of the different components of of the position. But you know the. The thing is, you have to understand what an amazing company that is able to adjust to the necessity of the market and, uh, and position the shelf to grow, and like they're doing with Casa Monte Cristo and some others, a new new idea. So yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, you mentioned yeah, they, they have fantastic and amazing brands, uh, and now they're positioning to continue growth in the market. So not only they have the largest sales forces. In, in, in the premium cigar industry, but also a portfolio of brands and a strategic plan, uh, brands and portfolio of brands that are amazing. Will you, does, will you be handling any of their brands? Yes. You will? The, the chat, all, all of them? Uh, yeah, well, I will be working with every single uh, of their uh, cigars of the production, brands of the production, and the innovation will be across the, the, the spectrum of brands and also across the spectrum of, uh, of channels of distribution uh, and, 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 and relations that they have on the trade. Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you as a friend, I don't think you uh, are going into uh, semi-retirement. I think you're going to be working harder than you ever did. I, you know, <laughs> you know me and, uh, you know, you know me and, uh, and, and yes, I do love to work. And this is actually a challenge for me, one that we are very excited about it. Uh, listen, I like to, I love to work, and I love to create, and I love to produce. So this is actually doing the thing that I love with an amazing team uh, of, of support and, and, and people that I was also learning from them because they have a group of maestros, which is an amazing amount of, of, uh, of uh, uh, experience on the cigar industry. So I, I'm looking forward to continue learning. The chat room had asked, and I know FDA will cause an issue, but uh, some people in the chat room want to know if there's going to be any future collaborations, much like the Romeo by Aging Room. Will there be a Monty by Aging Room, so on and so forth? Uh, nothing has been entertained at this moment. We're going to concentrate at the beginning with the expansion of uh, the, the, the brands. As you know, Aging Room, we have created uh, uh, many different brands, uh, 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 sub-brands on the Aging Room, so we basically, the beginning is the positioning that brand on the marketplace and, and give it the attention uh, for distribution. Uh, that's what Hank is going to be working on the, the, the logistic of it. Uh, and uh, so that at the beginning, we're not envisioning anything like that. But I can tell you, uh, when you create, when you work, when you have partners that are open and, and people like, like Hochi and people like uh, our factories of, of Tabacalera, uh, De Garcia and Flor de Copan and, and AJ and uh, uh, Placencia. So nothing is off the table, and we're really looking to be creative, absolutely. Actually, Barry, that's a great question. Maybe we should ask Dave to predict something. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> I, I have some predictions. I'll, I'll save it for uh, for another show. But um, listen, guys, I couldn't be happier for you. Uh, congratulations to both of you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for your continued support. And uh, you, you have it from me uh, also. It's a two-way street for sure. Uh, thank you so much. Congratulations, and I wish you the best. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Cheers. Guys. Cheers. All right. Thank you for everything. 
And uh, we're up against the owl. We're going to take a break. When we come back, um, uh, we called it first. Um, Puros Indios was sold off. We, then it was Nat Sherman and now Raphael and Hank uh, go to Altadas. we got more predictions. Will they come true? We'll talk about a little of that. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Network. And when you happen to be smoking your Perdomo bourbon barrel-aged Habano, Connecticut, whether it's over-humidified, under-humidified, or just right, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar age to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine. Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated 
with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Piloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure. With your host. Come with the other. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. And Chuck Morrison. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. That or uh, his dudeness or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's time to light him up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. We are the self-proclaimed Cigar Authority. And we're just 55 days away from the industry trade show, the IPCPR. And what's happening behind the scenes looks more like the NFL draft, if you ask me. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes. YouTube, Google Play, or Podbean.com, where you can set it and forget it. And we are smoking the the, um, Perdomo Habano, and we're smoking it too wet and too dry. We didn't recap at the end, so I want to do that right now before we light up the regular one. What what are we, you know, what is the final decision here on uh, too wet or too dry? I guess if I had to pick one, I would say too dry. Because I would rather have the flavors be more muted than so aggressive. It's not a cigar that, that is well-suited to aggression. And I don't want too much humidity because I don't want the cigar to mold in any way. This was only right. a short period of time, so I don't know if any mold built up. Certainly you don't want to smoke mold. 
Correct. Not Correct. good. Not good. It definitely felt like the, the one that was moist took control of the palate far more than the one that was dry. Yeah, I kept feeling a sting in the back of my throat. It exactly. Just, it was not good. Not yeah. good. Overhumidified is not good. Underhumidified is not good. I'm I'm a little surprised how the underhumidified I thought was going to be okay, but it's just too underhumidified. And if it, it was t- down lousy. If it was down maybe in the fifties, it might have been more palatable. But all the way down to forty, it's just it's too far. Yeah. But I, I would say to people that have humidors at home, just go easy on the humidity because you really ruin it by being overhumidified in every way. Yeah. Go a little drier than you think you need to be. A little drier. Meaning before stay, you f- stay in the sixties. Yeah. Before, don't freak out. But you, you know you just don't you don't want to be up in the eighties. All right. So now let's try the same cigar, absolutely the same exact, and this may connect all the dots to us right now. So uh, same exact cigar. This is the Perdomo Habano, uh, Connecticut. Right. This is part of the care package, Barry? Yep, it's the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age, Connecticut. And it's part of the Cigar Authority care package. And as we mentioned earlier, it is, features a Connecticut seed wrapper grown in Ecuador, where it is aged for six years before it is placed inside a bourbon barrel for six months of additional aging. The fillers and binders feature aged tobacco using four-year aged Seiko from Cadega, five-year aged Viso from Jalapa, and six-year aged Lajero from Esteli. And it's properly humidified. Properly humidified, and let's see what difference that makes. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. If you make it humidified properly. And this comes to the cigar shop that you buy your cigars from. You should buy in a cigar shop, especially we had 90-degree temperatures. If you go into a cigar shop and the temperature in the store itself is too too high, high. you know the humidity is too high also. Well, it's probably the opposite. Okay. If you go in and it's too hot, you know the humidity is probably too low. Okay. Because the lower that humidity goes, the lower the temperature goes, the higher the humidity is going to go. All right. So here is the proper cut. And it was closer to the overhumidified cut that it squeezed a little bit. Yeah, had some give. Yeah, yep. had some give, but the proper amount of give. This one is absolutely at 70% humidity. Now, at, at this humidity, you can pick up on a little subtle note of that bourbon barrel from the aging. And that's what I love yep. about this cigar is... And not that, that sweetness. Um, it's not honey. Honey, right. But you can, you can pick up a little bit of those uh, subtleties from the bourbon barrel. A little bit of woodiness, yes. a little charred note that... Uh, I've smoked the cigar so many times, I know it well. It goes away once you light it, but it's my favorite cigar to cold draw. Yeah. Speaking of lighting it, I love this lighter, and it's amazing that it's twenty nine ninety nine because this is a almost table lighter. Full body jacket. What do we have here? This is the Vertigo Stealth. It features three jets, a double action on the light, which means as you push down, the lid pops open. It starts the gas to flow and ignites with the piezo. So you've got three jets fueled by the patented double wide Vertigo big ass tank. $29.99, the Vertigo Stealth. Wow, what a difference on the initial, just the initial draw right from the first. When you light the cigar, you take the first hit. Oh, my God, this is the cigar I learned to love, and it tastes way different. It's almost like the underhumidified was the color blue. The overhumidified was the color yellow. 
And then you if you say color them purple, together, I'm going to punch you. And the green began to show. It totally changed the two. Yeah. There's, there's elements of both of those cigars there, but it's changed dramatically and created a whole new thing. Now, we, we're talking about the ash, how it burned, and it was uh, a, a lot of uh, dark colors in it. And now it's, it's very early on, but it looks a lot lighter, a lot whiter. Yes. And it was a lot easier to light as well, and a much more even light, too. Mm. Yep. There, there is a major reason for, for keeping the humidity at the right. Which for me was surprising. I figured the dry one was going to be easy to light, but I actually had a harder time lighting my dry cigar than I did my yeah. wet cigar. Evenly. Yeah, it wasn't evenly. Even, yeah. Evenly. Yeah. Surprisingly, both of them, uh, besides uh, when I was doing a lot of talking and, and one of them ended up going out and it was actually the, the wet one that the went, went out, yeah. they, they stayed. Both of them ended up staying. I thought we were going to relight, relight, relight because overhumidified is right. time to relight always, always. Yeah. But it's amazing how much different the flavor is. A little subtle note of cinnamon. Little, a little bit of a little bit of pepper, very little. Yeah, like a, hint, a white pepper, a hint of maple. Yeah, yeah. There's a sweetness to it. Very, very good. Very good. What an amazing difference it is. So, you know, you, you have to beware, and this is why you should try a cigar twice. If if you've had a cigar before and you said, "No, I didn't really care for it," well, maybe it was overhumidified or underhumidified. Get a proper cigar. That's a great point. Uh, because, you know, somebody smoking either of these two would say, I don't like that cigar, and it wouldn't be the fault of the maker of the cigar. Right. It would be the fault of whoever uh, was storing it. Yeah, whoever stored it, whether it's the store or you yourself. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the humidity inside the plastic travel case. Uh, this is the negative thing when it comes to plastic travel cases, along with cooler doors that you make your own, your own cooler and you do it, that there's no place for that moisture to go, so it ends up... Um, being, in, being inside there. Yeah. It never went, the motion never went away except for going inside that cigar. Correct. You're actually asking for it to overhumidify. Therefore, all those cigars in that igloo cooler is probably overhumidified. And you, you do run the risk. If you've ever left your igloo cooler in the garage over the winter and you go back to it in the early summer, late spring, you've got to clean the thing out because it's, got, it's growing mold on the inside. The moisture content yeah. stays in there. As the wintertime happens and it cools, your moisture inside that cooler goes up, albeit slowly, because it, it is the double walls of protection that's what keeps the ice cold, but your moisture content goes sky high, and you can't help but grow mold. Probably the best place to put your cigar is a humidor, oh. not an igloo cooler, Correct. not, you know, all these, everybody looking for the cheap way out of it. Believe me, it's, the, the expense is the expense of the cigars inside that box, and if you don't have a good humidor, the, your cigars are tasting worse. That's a great point. So what, what is the sense? But we see it, we see it happen all the time. So uh, what is coming uh, as far as changes in the cigar industry? And we're going to get into a show after the trade show and really get deep into it like we did. That was August of 2010 when we did it. 14. Four, 15, 15 sorry, yeah. 15. And um, what you see is a lot of things at the trade show, you know, people looking at different cigars and things that we're looking at, too. But there's other things to look at. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And that's what comes to, oh, here's, here's a rumor I'm making up based on what I saw. And then and it, these things end up coming true. So we saw uh, Debonair to Swisher as far as right now, just distribution, just like uh, Raphael. For now, it's just distribution. Will it go change from there? We'll end up seeing, but uh, that's what Debonair did. Um, 
Kuros Indios um, to CLE. So far, he's handling distribution. Is that about to change? We'll see. I'll, I'll report uh, back from the show on uh, what I think is happening at that point. Unless somebody releases out the information, but short of that, we're, right. we're trying to dig in before that information is released. Uh, Nat Sherman to Philip Morris. Uh, no confusion there on... Uh, Altadis. That's not Altadis. That's Altria, Philip Morris. Right. Um, and that is a, a total acquisition that happened there. Mm. Are things changing with Nat Sherman? I would say absolutely things are changing. Things are already changing, and it's going to be a dramatic change. If you think it's going to be the same thing that the little family company is going to stay, there's no way with Altria, with Philip Morris, that, that things are going to stay the same. Again, again I don't know, yeah. but I would bet. If, if I could bet money on it, it becomes a dramatic change. And uh, aging room right now is, is, is what it is, and we'll see what the change-up is there. The and two Dave, that are interesting sorry. The two that are interesting here are aging room and debonair. You've got two massive companies in Swisher and Altadis yeah. taking over distribution of two people that are known for their personality. <laughs> These are cigar liberties yes. that are... Not on the same scale as, let's say, the George Padrones of the world or the Pete Johnsons of the world. Those are, those are rock stars in the cigar world. These are, these are guys that are the next tier down, yeah. ready to break through and become absolute rock stars. And they get them before that happens. And these guys become Very faces good. of brands that never had faces before. Yeah. To, to the majority. Correct. To the masses. Correct. Because Raphael is going to get very, very well known now. Because he's, he's got a, a massive company behind him, and you're going to see him popping up everywhere, is, is what I think it's going to have. So who's in play? The answer is everyone. Everybody is in play right now. I mean, I hear lots of things clamming around. People are talking to people. That, that goes for not just the manufacturers, but the retail uh, the retailers, the internet companies, the brands, the people themselves, uh, everybody's in play. We're about to see a big, big change up in the cigar industry. And I was going to ask you, like, what's your impression of this change? Barry and I were kind of talking yeah, off air before the like show. It. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I think of, like, the craft beer industry where I kind of have a little bit of more, I don't know, knowledge, I guess. Yeah. And if I think of one of my favorite beers, like a Heady Topper, for example, getting acquired by a Budweiser. It'd just be devastation because, to your point earlier, when there is an acquisition, the quality, what you once had, it's going to change. Yeah, I started smoking, and <clears throat> probably when Dave started smoking, it was all mom and pop. Sure. You know, you, you go into your neighborhood watering hole, or in this case, your neighborhood smoke shop. Yeah. And now big business is getting involved, and for me, it's, it's changing it and I don't like it. That's why I always say support your brick and mortar. Go to your brick and mortar first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but listen, times are changing. It is going to change. There's nothing we can do about it, good or bad. Um, you know, sometimes it's going to, you know, you look at companies like um, uh, uh, E.P. Carrillo. Now that was Glory Cubana, the guy had a good little business going. Yeah. And then uh, General Cigar takes him to the top. And he stays there for 10 years plus. Starts his own company now, and I'm sure it's a struggle at this point. But a company like General Cigar could take them to the top. And that's about what you're going to see is going to happen with Aging Room, that you're going to have uh, Altadas take them to the top. There's no doubt. It does seem like the struggle becomes being vertically integrated. Uh, we talked on the well-seasoned Gourmand about yeah. a new restaurant that opened up in Manchester, and the guy buys the building. He starts off with money, and he immediately is able to lower his overhead yeah. so that he can 
produce a top tier quality without having to charge Boston prices, for example. Well, he's got a he's got a distribution company that has lots of people on the road. Uh, where he was paying commission to every single person. That goes away. It becomes a page inside their thing. There's no extra cost right. at all. Oh, my God. So if, if let's assume he was paying 10 15% to his brokers out there. That goes right to the bottom line now because those guys are on the road anyway. Right. So they end up saving a bunch of money, and where they have so many guys that are on there, it, it's the next skew to get into the store, and we're, we're going to see it grow. I saw it with Villazon when that was acquired by General Cigar. Boom, all of a sudden, Punch is everywhere. Uh, was a smaller company before that. And uh, just many, many things historically that has happened that way. You've got a guy like Christian Aroa that goes in with money, and he's got factories, and he's got access <clears throat> to tobacco. It's his parents that own yeah. it. So his barrier to entry becoming a monster is much less than someone, let, let's say, like Rafael Nadell, who needs to go to different factories to have the cigars made. So that's the interesting play when uh, we're talking about Puros Indios being acquired or being distributed. Right. Uh, CLE has the potential to be a monster, and now they've acquired brands that are sellable. That's been a little slow on the uptake, uh, the Puros Indios thing. I thought I would have saw. That's been a year or so now, right, Barry? About that. Yeah. Very close. I would have thought I'd, I'd see more more what's going on there. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays up. Right now, let's see what's up in the cigar world. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And we'll keep it in the, a little bit of meteorology, but La Nina is a phenomenon that cools the ocean and creates irregular weather patterns. This was the case in the Caribbean and in the Dominican Republic, and it has an effect on the growing of tobacco. Tobacco harvesting is almost complete two months after what would have been the normal growing season. However, Hochi Blanco, the man behind Cigar of the Year La Galera, has stated that the crops were still exceptional. Meanwhile, Lito Gomez still has shade-grown tobacco in the ground, and pictures on his social media shows him standing next to 10-foot tobacco plants. Most of this tobacco won't make it into cigars for quite some time, but it will be interesting to see how this weather pattern changes, enhances, helps the cigars once they do reach production. Each week, I am amazed to see how high our European listenership is. So for those of you in Europe, Cigar Journal Magazine is sponsoring the first ever Cigar Club Summit. The event is $110 U.S., um, or 110 euro, one-to-one ratio. It's limited to 100 people. You can find out more information by emailing office at cigarjournal.com. And also at Cigar Journal, now through June 15th, you can nominate your favorite cigars from various countries of origin, cigar accessories, and cigar lounges. After the deadlines, those who receive the most nominations will be moved on as finalists, where you will be able to vote from June 23rd to June 30th. Winners will be chosen from that category of finalists and announced um, at Intertobac. And uh, if you thought things were really bad here stateside, the Philippines has just taken the cake. The president of the country signed an executive order this week making smoking anywhere in public illegal. If caught, you face four months in jail. Wow. And that's what's up in the cigar world. 
What's up? In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's up? The Philippines, huh? You don't want you don't want to be any part of that. No. Talk about no freedom at all. Come Nowhere out. in public. And the president was a former cigarette smoker who quit. Nothing and worse. And he's now pushing it on everybody else. <laughs> oh. Nothing worse than a reform smoker. Wow. Nazis. Wow. So looking at the calendar, we got lots going on. Uh, next week we have John Carney from La Florida Dominicana joining us the following week. Steve Saka from Soba Mesa will join us. Um, we have Tony and Carson Serino from Serino Cigars uh, uh, lined up. We have John Huber and Mike Condor for, from La Creme. That's their new cigar coming yep. out, right? From Crown Heads. Crown Heads. Uh, Eric Hansen from Hammer and Silk coming up. Rocky Patel and lots more. So all these people are all lined up, and uh, we got some uh, great shows coming up in the near future for you. So uh, stick around, keep listening to the Cigar Authority, and thank you for doing that. You know what I didn't ask Raphael? Now that this change-up has happened, and he's been a supporter of the Cigar Authority, is that going to continue? Dun, dun, dun. Will that continue? Will Old Fart Freddy come back? Was Old Fart Freddy... This and more. Was Old Fart Freddy let go because... I saw that in the notes, and I left that for you to ask. Yeah. Because... It was so much I wanted to ask, but I I know he has other people, and he was nice enough to uh, give us the first interview. Um, But I know he's got lots of interviews uh, planned, and I don't want to take all his time up. So it was great for um, Raphael and Hank to to come on and uh, give us the the early scoop of uh, what's going on. See, and we blew their cover as soon as... uh, You know, I usually get the text of, how did you know the ink is still wet on the, on the form right now <laughs> right. or something? We have people inside going on. I've been in the industry for a long time. How do I know this stuff? Is I, I know a lot of people over a lot of years, and uh, now that uh, we have a media presence, all you have to do is tell me in advance and then say, don't say anything, and I won't. Correct. That's right. But when you don't tell me, I guess it's wide open, right? Yeah. So I, I recommend telling me everything that's going on. But th- you, that would you can't be hold the secret. We have it. a few things off the record, but we respect off the record. Right, right. Yeah. Off the record stuff is, is certainly off the record. So right now it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. So let's go to um, let's go to um, give us a good l- one. Two thousand bucks. All right. Lick a urinal. F no. Two thousand dollars. You're just gonna go in, give it a lick. Nope. One lick, and it's over. Nope. Nope. No way. No how. Uh. Uh. Ain't gonna play that. Two thousand dollars. Jonathan, you do it for two hundred. No. One quick lick. I mean, Jonathan, it's just from a different source. I would do it. Two grand. (laughs) Not not surprising by anyone. It's only germs. (laughs) Uh, uh, What 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 bad could come of it? You sir are a golden individual. Is it poison? Uh, Staph infection is probably the worst thing. Yeah. It's curable. Penicillin, eat some moldy bread, you're all set. One quick lick. You do, you do it, I would not do it. Two but. grand. Yeah? Let's do this. Yeah? I know the exact urinal I would pick. It's funny thing that you won't eat a funny bone, but lick of, <laughs> lick of, the, uh, I look of at, the urinal. I look at eating a funny bone like it's tearing <laughs> my body apart from the inside. I look at licking a urinal like I'm going to make two grand and I'm going to boost my immune system. I'm going to put some germs in there. 
I might, you know what? I might just go lick a urinal right now. And you, and you, don't, and you don't know who it is. You See, know, you just walk into a, a public bathroom. You're gonna. This is it. why we have fun with the rumors that aren't really rumors because they're not true, but we still play into them because <laughs> you want. A lick of urinal. Yeah. So you're you, looking sir, at it like it's a gay thing. It has nothing to do with that. I'm, it's two grand, and it's a little germs. Whatever. It's like it's wh- by proxy. It's more disgusting to lick a doorknob. He didn't say lick a doorknob because that I wouldn't do. What? I would not lick a doorknob. A urinal is really? cleaner than a doorknob. For two thousand bucks, I'll lick a doorknob. I'm with you there, buddy. <laughs> yes. You would be a fool. Really? Think about the number of times people wipe their nose on their hand, and they. Touch themselves when they pee and they not, wipe. Jonathan, are you drunk today? They touch a. They so touch wait a the minute. They touch us when they pee, but yet you're willing to lick where they peed. He didn't say I had to lick the inside of the urinal, which would probably be cleaner. Of course, the, that's what he the meant. Inside, yes. yes. And there's still spray. Yeah, it gets washed when you flush it. No, it's it. the inside <clears throat> of the urinal. It's not the outside of the Jonathan? urinal. The I'll lick the outside of a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would lick the inside before I'd lick the outside. But well, yeah, of course, I'll lick the out. I'll lick the inside. I'm in. Oh my god! So that's the Don Raphael. Get your check offer of the day. Would you do it? And See you on you Friday in Nashua. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a urinal in Nashua that are made for midgets. Like the one ur- of them is the urinals I got my ankles. The one of them. There's a small one and a big one. I like the small one. I like the small one. Some of them I gotta almost get on my tippy toes. I am biting my tongue right now to not jump all over this low hanging fruit. Yeah, giga D. And and I mean low hanging. So, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, B- burning perfectly. Absolutely, the, the combustion perfect. line is razor thin. Yep. What a difference! And the flavor is different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a very good cigar, and the other two were. The, the same exact cigar. The one dry under- cigar was passable as a cigar. The other one was not. Uh, the other one, I, if that was what the cigar tasted like, I wouldn't smoke it. The, I, the actually, overly dry one, me. I would. I, I w- I'm shocked that I, hate, that I hated the un- yeah. underhumidified one as much as I did. And I was worried that it wasn't underhumidified enough because it wasn't dried out, dried out. Ten yeah. days, man. Ten days. I Imagine mean, I- how... It's just dramatic. Yeah. You need a humidor. If, if, if anything, you know, all the guys that say, nah, I buy a box of cigars, they'll be fine or something. You, when you're, in, you're smoking that last cigar out of the box, it, it has no humidor. It's not tasting the way the first one did, I guarantee no, it's you. It's not right. So the idea is to keep them in the... The work that's been put in, and you, you made the trip with me, the work that Perdomo does... In the uh, to make it absolutely not perfect. even the work because everybody does the work. The thing that is the most impressive about Perdomo is the checking afterwards. The person that's checking step forty isn't only checking up to when the last inspector checked. He's checking all forty steps yeah. to make sure everything was correct and barely getting any bad ones. But they, they, that's their job. Those guys <laughs> in that whole room—that's their job to just check everything again. And, and they, they don't just point to the guy and say, "You messed up on this." They sit down with him, they deconstruct the cigar, and show him what he did wrong. Yeah. So that it doesn't happen again. And I'm talking, Chuck. He, the guy rolled a thousand cigars, and he had one bad one, and he's got to go in on the walk of shame. Yeah. And sit down with a supervisor and be shown mm. how he messed up the one. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Everything's everything's got to be perfect. But, uh, but that's, said, why, that's why I always say, if you like Perdomo, you know every single time you reach in that box of cigars that's properly humidified, you're going to get exactly the same cigar every single time. But it's got to be properly humidified. It has to be. And, and you retailers that listen, and I know there's a lot of you that do it. 
because you're listening to the show, you're probably doing the right thing anyway, but it's so, so important. Recheck, recheck, recheck yeah. your temperature and humidity. It, both. Both are vo- so important. So it, it's, you know, ideally they say 70, you know, 65 to 70 degrees, 65 to 70 degree temperature. The hot weather's coming. Yeah. Make sure your air conditioners are going good. Clean your filters. Keep everything good. The retailers do the right thing because it's going to affect the cigar. What you want us to happen, and we've heard it ourselves, is um, somebody will say, you know, I bought brand X online. I bought brand X from another cigar store, and I bought brand X from you guys. Hmm. Why does yours taste better? And it's because the temperature and humidity is everything. We didn't make the cigar. All we can do is put it to the proper humidity and temperature at all times so that they can have the right experience. And just showing grace to the manufacturer who did all the work that they did you want it to be perfect. It's everything. It's everything. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, a story from the asylum. Mr. Jonathan thinks he's got a good one. Uh, gentleman Chuck Morrison chimes in debonair style in a classic three-way. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's Drew D- 
www.diplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. How much does the proper humidity affect the overall taste, burn, and enjoyment of a premium cigar? We're doing it for you, and the answer is it affects it dramatically. It's dramatic. Dramatically. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, last week. I don't know if you heard the whole show. I didn't make it all the way to the asylum bit. Oh, oh I didn't man. Make it. You, you need re- to go back. Okay. You need to go back because it was historic. He stepped <laughs> it up, and he blew you away. 
All right. He blew you away. He did his own. He didn't. I know you left him some stuff. He went with his own, and it was fantastic. Nice. I, hey, if Barry wants to take over the asylum segment, he's welcome to do it. He did a great job. Yeah, All right. Be so some switching later on. Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. Boys, there are lots of ways to cheat on your diet, from sneaking a piece of chocolate at night to eating a whole pizza by yourself. In fact, scheduling a cheat meal once a week is highly recommended by most dietary experts. But recently cheat a man... meal, not day, right? Correct. Recently a man in Florida took cheating to the next level when he broke into a local Burger King and drank multiple gallons of Fryolator oil. Oh my God. That's insane. And can I get some fries with that shake shake booty? That's... Asylum. They're coming to take oh. me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. And he apparently got caught. How well, embarrassing got, is that? He got caught. Uh, you ever drank fry later, oil, Barry? No, I can't say I've done that. Did you ever look inside a uh, urinal? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't say I've done that either. I did find out from our uh, our interim fact checker. We got uh, Sean and, and Aaron in the studio audience, and they typically Google things on their phone. But uh, you can eat a urinal cake. They're non-toxic. You can eat it. You can eat a urinal cake. I'm just saying uh, maybe you, that's what I would go for is licking the urinal cake now that I know it's non-toxic. But, but it the absorbs. Urine, the ur- yeah, it absorbs, right? No, it, 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 it melts and, and just keeps it smelling nice in there. So you'd have nice minty breath after. You think it tastes minty? <laughs> Let me know next week. Does urinal fork, cake taste minty? Fork over the two oh. grand. I'm all in. I will lick the urinal cake. Used urinal cake. Of course. I, it's just amazing I'm that a, you, won't a, eat, you won't eat a Twinkie. I'll lick the urinal cake. I'm going to hit the head just before it goes in. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to hit it with? Hammer? I'm going to eat a lot of asparagus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's with the asparagus and the smell of your urine when you eat asparagus? What's I, with that? I actually like it. Yeah? Yeah. <sighs> asparagus. Tastes good. So we're smoking the Perdomo Habano Connecticut, the barrel-aged uh, Habano. Uh, I have creamy notes. I have some caramel. Yep. I mm-hmm. have hints of black pepper that you mentioned. It's there. Uh, it's burning perfectly. It tastes great. It's so dramatic to me what a difference it is for those two cigars. And I was thinking of going back. I left them here so I'd go back to them, but I won't because they're not good. They are not good. And everyone is the same. So it's just the humidity is what, what did this. How about temperature-wise? Did you, you, you put it out in the sun a little bit? You, I did everything I possibly could because, believe it or not, when you're trying to, you only got 10 days to yeah. dry out a cigar. So I tried leaving it out just in the room. And in checking the humidity of the room, I was only at 58%. Yeah. And that's not dry enough. I wanted to get down below 40. So eventually, the I found that putting them in the refrigerator, I'm at 39 degrees and 21% humidity. Dehumidifies. 
the dehumidifier in the refrigerator was able to wick out enough moisture that when I tested the cigars, they were at the 41%. Uh, and, and I don't know if it's, it's talked about much anymore. When I got into the business, that's where people used to leave their cigars in there. And mm-hmm. it was the 80s and, you know, frost-free. Mm-hmm. It happened in the 60s or something. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's a dehumidifier. Mm-hmm. It's actually a bad place. You pe- put a piece of fruit there for a long period of time yeah. and it, it prunes. like a raisin, right? yeah. yeah. So I have a question. Yeah. What happens if, you know, you're... You try to salvage a cigar. Maybe it was underhumidified, and you try to bring it back up. But what happens if you just go through, like maybe as an experiment, a fluctuation fluctuation process where, you know, you raise the humidity, then drop it, and the cigar is getting dry, then back to moist, back to dry. Do you ruin it? Can it ever be well, saved? Well, I can tell you that that's what happens with Atabay and Byron and Bandolero. Is over the course of the one to four years, depending on which cigar, which line, he goes from seventy percent down to forty and back up to seventy. And those cigars are fantastic. So, yeah, of course you can bring them back. Yeah. But he's doing that to draw the ammonia out of the tobacco. By so, let's say as an and example. And bring in the cedar taste. The, Correct. The humidor's in. Let's say a listener, not naming names, but mm-hmm. say a listener is like, oh, my God, I have not been storing my cigars properly. And they're dry. And he wants to bring them to the proper humidification. Slow he goes to his, locker, uh, his local uh, brick-and-mortar store, buys a humidor. He's now got the education on how to do it properly. Can he salvage those cigars? I'd say yes, yeah. of course. Great. Yes. And I've done it for people. You know, they, is there any hope for these or yeah. anything? I said, do it slow or something. We'll put them in our humidor, put it in a box, put it up high, leave it for a while. Let's go slow. Let's do this, you know, and two months later or something, here's your cigars back. Yeah. And, oh, here, have one of these cigars. Thank you. And I smoked a cigar, and it's perfect. Didn't Oliver from United Cigar at one time? He used to like to buy really old brands. Real old. We're talking 100-year-old stuff. Right. Yeah. He would bring oh, wow. them back to yeah. smoke-worthy. And, and I smoked it before, you know, a, a cigar, 50, 60, 70 years old. And I don't know what it tasted like back in those days, yeah. but the cigar burned well. It tasted mm-hmm. fine. Everything was good. Uh, but long-term, we can go through the whole show on long-term aging of what to do and stuff, but it's turned into a whole show there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, you got to check out Barry's uh, Asylum from last week. All right. Check it out, and uh, you may want to pass the baton over. <laughs> or take notes. While you're enjoying we'll life to the right fullest, now. it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking at Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen... Do not make assumptions. You never know where another person is in their own life. Often, we can make assumptions that another may be mad at us, dislike us, have anger, distrust, or a range of other emotions that we assume they're feeling towards us. Stop right there. You're assuming things that are likely inaccurate or false, and you never know what's going on in their own life And as we talked about last week, Mr. Jonathan, you may have heard this if you paid attention, where they are in their own life is reflective of themselves and never you. 
Here's an example. A few years ago, I had a friend who I thought was mad at me, wouldn't return calls, texts. I felt this distance and that he was angry at me. It was an assumption. It turns out I was wrong. Later discovered that he was going through some marital issues, some financial difficulties. It wasn't about me. He was this way to everyone and was going through a depressive state. Another example is in customer service. Let's say you're at the return aisle returning an item and you're getting less than stellar service. You never know what's going on with the other person. You have to understand they're doing the best that they can with what they have, with where they are. Don't make assumptions. Assume never. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Screw that. I want stellar service all the time. Leave your problems at home. Leave your problems at home, right? I'm with you on the personal thing. you got a friend or whatever. He's not returning your texts. I'm with you there. Yeah, because you can panic. Oh, my God, what did I do wrong? Is our friendship over? Why isn't he calling back? You you never know. The guy behind the counter can kiss my ass. He can be nice to me when I'm returning the thing that's broken and I didn't want it. (laughs) We've had it in our um, meetings that we had, staff meetings and stuff, that you come into a cigar shop. Typically, the guy walking into the cigar shop has a smile on his face. He's coming in, and he's coming in to buy something he wants, yeah. and he's in a, maybe in a good mood, maybe in a bad mood, whatever he is, yeah. but he's coming in and expecting service a certain way, and he, we, they don't want to hear our aches and pains, and right. we all have them. That's right. You know, there's problems that happen, but, you know, that's not for us to dim. It's the opposite. We, we're supposed to be good bartenders, listen to their problems, and don't give us, and, you know, that's what you've got to try to do. But we It's what you should do, and yeah. you guys are definitely an exception to the rule, I think. I think more yeah. companies, organizations should do that, especially like the larger chains. That's where I yeah. think about, you know, you get this awful service. And, yeah, you know. because they're having problems themselves. Yeah. Just don't react. Be cool. Be debonair, yeah. right? Part of your job is to be friendly and happy. And, and if they're not, it's you know. It's tough to, all the time, you know. It's, it's hard all the time. I'm but sure you guys see it a lot. We've seen it. We've seen it. So um, what do we have here? We, uh, we're smoking the Perdomo. I'm loving it. Uh, you know, just blown away with what humidity can do to a cigar and keep your cigars fresh. That's all I can tell you. Yep, definitely getting some of that caramel and the maple transferred over to getting a lot of that oak from the bourbon barrel. What I, the thing that bothers me the most is when someone uses the term stale. To describe a cigar. And, and what I have found is most often they're saying, oh, my cigar is too hard and it's stale and it, it doesn't taste right. That's in, an indication that the cigar probably has too much moisture in it. The inside tobacco swelled. It firms up the cigar. And as we discovered, the flavors on that cigar are more aggressive. And that is going to be that more stale taste as opposed to being completely muted on the underhumidified. Right. If that was the case, that, doesn't, that didn't taste stale. It just didn't taste. And some of it could be what you ate. Like this cigar would taste totally different if we popped a couple of jalapeno poppers before. It of would totally change up the cigar. So if the cigar tastes off, think, what did you eat? And when you're doing reviews every week on the Cigar Authority. You try to be drinking the same thing. I try to do it at the same time of day, right after a cup of coffee. Yeah. This way, at least my palate's consistent every single yeah. review. Yeah, you like I it to be wrong the, every time. I know what the coffee tastes like, so I could subtract yeah. that from the review. I'm all in, I know we're getting our next set. I don't know if you got a notification yeah. uh, for uh, Cigar Journal, their tasting yeah. that we do. And they send us a whole bunch of them. 
and I try to do the same thing. Uh, it's water, and it's the same time of day, and mm -hmm. let me get through these and, and try to be as consistent as I can because it is going to be different sitting in your lawn chair at home uh, in, uh, at nighttime as opposed to sitting in the office in the daytime um, at 12 noon. Right. It's going to taste different, so try to be consistent. So uh, right now it's time for the Classic 3-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, last week, Sean Rogers pitch hit for you. you. You didn't catch on that, huh? I didn't. But it was a lot tougher live for him, and he didn't pull it off. Who, who got it? Jack? Me? Okay, I guess it was me. Barry? Barry? Right, Sean? I got one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least it wasn't a shutout. Appreciate that. At least it wasn't a shutout. So it is Barry. Today is May 20th, and born today is Cheryl Lynn Scarizian. Scarizian. Say that five times yeah. fast. Any right. idea? Cheryl Teagues. Nope. She's also known as the goddess of pop. Does that help you out at all? Madonna? Um, but, nope. Goddess of pop? I didn't know that, but that's Lady what it Gaga? says. Cher. Oh, oh, all right. Cher okay. has sold over 100 million records and won Billboard's Artist of the Year. She put into a foster care when her parents became unable to take care of her. She later gained fame as a member of the duo Sonny and Cher with Sonny Bono. With Sonny, they had a daughter now named Chaz because she's a man. Chaz Bono. All right. Mm. So Cher, born today. What year, Barry? 1949. Hey, cover up that screen over there. Yeah, what are you cheater. doing, man? And flip the phone over. Jeez. Jeez, they you can see nobody answered. <laughs> oh, boy. 47, Dave, is the correct answer. 47. 1938. 38 for the point, Mr. Jonathan, because they were over. 46. Very I close. Very close. Gosh. But Mr. Jonathan is on the board, and it's over to Chuck. Ready. Ready. Trevor Tahim Smith Jr. Will Smith's uh, son? Is a reggae-influenced rapper gaining recognition Shaggy? for his song, Hoo-Ha, Busta Rhymes. Oh, oh, got you all in check. Became known for his rhyming and all uh, when he went to high school with Jay-Z, DMX, and uh, the Notorious B.I.G. No kidding. Yep, they all went to school together, Busta Rhymes. Wow, I got to do some math here real quickly. David, he was born in 1972. 72. 62. 62. 68. 68. Somebody's got two points. Yes, I do. Chuck Morrison. That's right. 72. Should be four points. He's all about the hoo-ha. Here we go. <laughs> 
Um, let's go to... You're just uh, cracking yourself up over there. Yeah. So I mentioned um, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, movie actor, Mr. Jonathan. When did you mention Jimmy Stewart? I, I didn't. I mentioned the, the next one. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, movie actor, took home Harvey. Best Academy Award for his role in films, The Philadelphia Story. Oscar nominated for the Christmas film, It's a Wonderful Life. Memorable performances with Alfred Hitchcock films, including Rear Window, Vertigo, and The Man Who Knew Too Much. The Man Who Knew Too Much, Mr. Jonathan. Nineteen twenty-two. Twenty-two. Eighteen ninety-seven. Eighteen ninety-seven. That's what you did there, and I wrote it down, Barry. Nineteen oh one. Nineteen oh one for the point, Chuck. Thank you. Nineteen oh eight. Chuck's got three. Mr. Jonathan's got one. And Barry, it's up to you now. I got two more questions, though. Okay. But this is to you. This is called the layup. Notorious <laughs> B.I.G. the rapper. Okay. Was born today. Known as Biggie Smalls, considered to be uh, the greatest rapper of all time. He rose to fame with releases of the album Ready to Die. He apparently was. Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> Gunned down in L.A. in 1997. Uh, and he went to school with Busta Rhymes, Jay-Z, and DMX. Hint, hint. Barry. Yep, I'm going to go 1969. I'm going to have to stick with the Busta Rhymes answer and say 72. Okay. I'm going to say they're not the same age, that Biggie was a little bit older, and say 1971. 71. Somebody's got two points. Yes, I do. Chuck Morrison. You've got to be kidding. It was a layup. I this told you. all two-pointers, by the way. Barry. Yes. I gave it to yes. you. Yeah, you did. I gave it to you. You did. Barry, what are you doing? Oh, my God. See, he cheats to help Barry, and Barry doesn't it even see it. kind of helped all of us. He said it out loud. This is a layup. <laughs> Here it is. He said it to Barry. And I, re- and I said in both of them that... B-I-G. Right. And then I accidentally spilled the beans and said... They went to school together. Oh, my God. That doesn't mean that they would share the same birth year. They right. could, it could be a different birth year that you Senior didn't... Senior and they, sophomore. Correct. All right. Who's, this is the last one. Whose question is this? Uh, Jonathan's. Uh, I'll take Jonathan, you, it, it's five to one to zero. Why are we even doing this? Lawrence Trudeau. Anything? Jared Trudeau's grandfather. No. A.K.A. Mr. T. Ah, best, best known as the tough guy star the in the A-team as a boxer uh, Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, and also worked as a professional wrestler, once employed as a bodyguard for Diana Ross. I pity the fool who doesn't get this. Born today, Mr. I'm T. I'm going for the exact answer. I'm going to say 1958. 58. And I had 58, but I did duck two, so it's 1956. 56. And I have... 48, I was going to guess 45, but I'm going to go 48 because I want another two-pointer. You get one point. Ugh. It's 52, and Chuck, you blew it away. Six to one to zero. Six to one to zero. Yep. And this classic day has been brought to you by Classic Cigars. I want Chuck off the show. Oh, my God. Layup for, for Barry, and he doesn't get it. So what are you going to do? It wasn't just for Barry. It was for all of us. Mm, no, I, mean, I didn't talk- know where it was going to fall. He was talking to Barry. He was trying to cheat like he always does. Did trying you have to your earmuffs on? You didn't hear what he said? He said this is for Barry. I just stopped listening. I'm not rude. I was trying to be debonair. All right. It's going to be a layup for whoever it was. And I don't know. So you thought I was going somewhere else, but 72 exact. exact. 72 mm. exact. Yeah. And in both things, I, I told you they went to school together. I but, mean, if that's not a layup, I... Anyway, so final thoughts here on the Perdomo Habano Barrel Age Connecticut. Such a good balance between sweet and spicy through the entire cigar. 
You got some ups and downs as far as the strength goes, but I would put it at a solid mile plus to medium. But go, you know, it goes down into mild, back up into medium. Very, very good. Yep, I would definitely call it Nicaraguan mild, uh, which would be Dominican medium. Yeah. Um, very balanced, very smooth. When you smoke it the proper way with the proper humidity, it is a cigar that is tough to beat. Well, huge seller, I'll tell you that. One of our biggest sellers, I'd say, from Bernoma, oh, yeah. one of the biggest. There's a reason for it. Go out and get one. You'll see why. Next week, it's the triumphant return of Mr. Jonathan Carney. The real Mr. Jonathan. And it's not we'll Mr. Anything. We'll take on his TAA and uh, the company that has Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year. So he'll tell us how well uh, the bull is doing. Uh, and that is it. Till next time, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And the only way to smoke your Perdom- Perdomo Bourbon Barrel Age Tabano Connecticut is in the proper humidity. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.